frequency. It's our own natural energy source. We are the most powerful when our mind, body, and soul are aligned. Consider this podcast as a safe space where we can talk about spirituality, creativity, your career, mental health, and self-care. My intention with each episode is to have inspiring conversations with creators, thought leaders, healers, and dreamers. The key to vibrating at a higher frequency is curiosity. I want to ignite your spirit, inspire your mind, and open your heart to greater possibilities. My goal is to give you the tools to help you operate at your fullest potential. I want you to open your heart and recognize that abundance is your birthright. Thank you so much for being here. No matter where you are right now, you are not here by coincidence. You are right where you are supposed to be. Here with me, I'm Jessica Ramos, and this is Elevate Your Frequency. Hi, this is future Jessica coming in to tell you that the first seven minutes of this episode I recorded in my kitchen and there is a slight echo. So if you want to fast forward, if it's bothering you, fast forward to the seven minute mark and I switch locations and the audio is much better. Thanks. Hello, everyone. So I am changing up the podcast today. I decided to do it. Two things are different. The location where I where I record. I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter, but I am downstairs. My office is upstairs and I typically record up there, but my son's at school, my husband's at work, and I'm just feeling kind of chill. Like I'm in a good mood and I really didn't want to go upstairs um, to record because I'm trying to like make the show more relaxed. Like I listened to the last four episodes and, um, you know, this podcast is still like a baby. Um, you know, when a baby's born, um, they don't do anything. They're just there. They eat and they sleep. And that's basically it. And you look for little tiny signs to see what are they going to be like? Because you're so excited to see like their personality and like, they'll do one little thing like sneeze or something. And you're like, Oh my gosh, he sneezes just like me. He's going to be like me. So I feel like that how this podcast is like I wanted it to be this one thing and I still want it to be like what I wanted it to be but then when I go back and listen to it I feel like okay this doesn't sound like me and it's boring like even I get bored listening to it and so if I'm getting bored oh my gosh god bless you for listening thank you um I appreciate it because um I don't like it (laughs) Um, but so that's why I decided to set up downstairs. I'm at my kitchen table. I posted it in my Instagram stories and, um, I'm just chilling and I am listening to music in one ear, just kind of to like subconsciously relax and, um, kind of have a good upbeat energy and, also, I also don't like silence. Like that is one of my <laughs> my little quirks. I don't know. Maybe it's, does that have anything to do with ADD? If anyone knows that, please let me know. I cannot stand silence. Or maybe I just don't like all the chatter that goes on in my brain. I mean, what? Maybe that's another mental illness that I might have. But um, anyways, I'm just constantly like thinking, 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 thinking. Like my my wheels are just always 
just thinking of thoughts and it's always like on. So I feel like if I put music on, it kind of relaxes my mind, like the chatter stops. So I always either have to be listening to a book, a podcast or music. Like even when I go to bed, like I cannot, let me tell you a funny story that happened in the Ramos house this weekend. Um, I have to go to bed with my earbuds on every day. Like my family knows this about me. If I don't have them, it is, I can't go to sleep. I'll be up all night and that, or I have to have they can't go to sleep because then I'll have to put Alexa on and play something. I can't, I can't with silence. I can't deal with the silence. I can't, I can't relax unless there's noise. So, um, is that weird? That is so weird saying it out loud. That is anyone like me, please don't make me feel like a freak. Um, that is so interesting saying it out. Like I know that about myself, but then saying it out loud, I sound like a crazy person. I probably am. Um, so, uh, I lost him. I lost one Sunday, Saturday night. I lost one and, um, we looked everywhere for it. All three of us, even my six-year-old son, because he knows if mom (laughs) does not have her headphones, she can't go to sleep. And Jason is frantically looking, I think for a couple of reasons. I think one, he knows I can't go to sleep and that's going to affect his sleep. If I'm tossing and turning or have to have music on or something on, he won't be able to go to sleep. So then we'll both be grumpy. Two... I think he he doesn't want to buy me a new pair of headphones because they're expensive. You know, a new set of AirPods is not in the budget right now. I think that was, those were his two key motivators. (laughs) He hasn't told me this, but I know him well enough where he was motivated. He was looking for those earmuffs. Oh, earmuffs, sorry. (laughs) That's a little family joke. So Blake, when he was little, little, he would call them earmuffs, and so we kind of call that. That's like a little family inside joke. Um, so he was looking for those AirPods hard, like, throughout the day. And he's like, where could they be? And I'm like, well, I only went from the bed probably to the bathroom and then back to the bed. And so we there was a point where we thought, like, did, did they go down the toilet? And I told my husband, like, no, I would have heard it clink. I would have felt it. Like, I really don't think it fell down the toilet. But we, we could not find them. And I assumed they went. I was just like, well, I'm just going to chalk it up to the game. I still have one. It'll still work. I'm, I'm cool. But, man, he was really looking for, for those AirPods. And then um, he found them. Yeah, he found them. Um, they were, the toilet seat was up and they had landed in between that little space behind the toilet seat and in between the tank and the toilet seat lid. Um, and I was like, great, gross. So he cleaned them for me. And then I took out my blow dryer to like heat sink. He cleaned it with like one of those Clorox wipes. And then I put the blow dryer on it for like added heat to sanitize it and um yeah there I have them I'm using them again so everyone's happy everyone's feeling good okay does this sound better oh yeah that sounds way better
So weird how this actually matters. I came to my bedroom to record and I'm still downstairs. I still didn't want to go upstairs. I just feel like it's so inconvenient. Okay, now that we figured that out, um, I have some good news. I am currently taking, well, okay. My good news is that I am on Effexor. It's like an antidepressant, anti-anxiety med. And I've been on it for like five years. And um, I noticed last fall, like when the weather started changing, that uh, my mood was really low. My energy was really low. I felt like everything took the most energy to do just the simple things. I felt like I was like sloshing through mud. Like the floor is mud. Like not floor is lava. The floor is mud. I It just took so much effort to do anything. Um, so I talked to my therapist about it and she's like, well, let's get your hormones checked out because I didn't know if it was seasonal depression or I stopped taking my cancer meds in August, um, which basically were, they were like hormone blockers. So I still don't have my period. Um, even though it's been like six months at this point. Um, and so Okay, so I didn't know it was seasonal depression, my hormones coming back. I don't know. So she told me to go to my OB, get my thyroid checked, get um, my um, hormones checked, just kind of like run a full panel. So I did that. And um, my OB suggested that um, I switch to Lexapro. Well, she didn't suggest that. It's just I took that like back when I was like in my mid 20s. Um, and that was a huge help. And I don't know why I got off it, but I don't remember. But um, so she put me on 10 milligrams of Lexapro and um, still keep taking the Effexor. And I'm kind of glad to get off Effexor because it was very... Um, I don't want to say it was addictive. It's not addictive. Um, but you do have physical withdrawals from the medication when you don't take it. So there had been times where like I would miss the dose because I wasn't home or like I would just straight up forget. And um, the next day, like even if I did remember to take it like later on or the next day I would take it, my body would literally withdraw. Like I would get nauseous body aches. I literally would, I would be laying in bed. Like that day was gone. I was in bed having physical withdrawal symptoms. And it, it, it's really weird. I'm not even kidding. So I'm, I don't want to be on that. I'm glad I'm getting off of it. Um, and then I'm, I'm feeling so good now. Like that was back in October, November. And wow. What like a huge difference a few months has made. Um, I feel really good now. And um, the good news is that I'm like starting to, because you can't just stop taking Effexor. Um, it's called like a, it's like a slow release. Um, so you have to like phase it out. Like I said, I don't even want to stop taking it because um, those withdrawals are like hell. Um, so I halved my dose 
last week and then I halved it this week and the next week I can stop taking it. And I'm hoping I don't get no weird freaky withdrawals. Um, if I do, I'll definitely reach out to my doctor about that. So getting off of Fexer is the good news. I'm excited about that. Now the bad news. It's kind of bad news. It's bad news for me, not for y'all. I mean, y'all are fine, I hope. Um, so I started seeing a new therapist. Um, so my parents are getting older, and um, I have a lot of issues with both of them. And I've just seen this happen, unfortunately, multiple times, how like um, people pass away unexpectedly and there's just a lot of things that that go unsaid and it never feels good and I've just seen the trauma of that multiple times um so I just don't want my parents to pass away and I still have anger towards them and um this whole like Oh, I'm breaking general generational curses and trauma. Like, I feel like that's like a really cool Instagram caption to put right now. But like, I'm really doing it and it's fucking hard. It's hard and it sucks. And I'm only on my third session. Um, we she told me it would take like my treatment should take three to four months. And that after that, like, I'll be done. She's like, we're kind of like building up to this moment and everything should start clicking. First few sessions was just um, her trying to get to know me and my story and what I needed help with. And then this last session was, um, well, on my second session, she asked me all these questions about my parents because the goal was like, she was like, well, how far do you want to go back? And I thought, you know what, let's go as far back as I can. So um, a little bit of my grandparents. I really didn't know my grandparents that well. Um, All my stories are basically um, through my cousins who are older than me and through my parents. And, um, of course, my aunts and uncles. But um, that's basically all I know. So it's mostly through my parents. And then I'm also relying on my um, half sister. I have a 15, I have a sister who's 15 years older than me. And so she can fill in a lot of gaps that I don't know um, because she can remember it because she was old enough to remember. Um, And then my parents' memory as theirs are like, they're getting older. (laughs) Theirs is a little, uh, there's a lot they don't remember. Like, I'll ask them questions. Do you remember when this happened? Or do you remember you told me this? And my mom was doesn't even remember the story that she told me uh, that I remember. So it's a lot. Um, it's some pretty heavy stuff. And um, it's just kind of interesting because I'm kind of um, one of the homework assignments which, I mean, it really wasn't a homework assignment. I just took it upon myself to complete it. But um, Dr. Robinson Robinson asked me, do that's her name. Her name's Dr. Robinson. And she's here in Dallas. Um, if you want her info, like, I'll send it to you. But um, so she asked me questions like, how did my parents meet? Um, was there any family tension? Like, did the families support um, the marriage, what was their dating life like, 
early marriage. And so it was questions that I didn't know the answers to or, um, and she's like trying to establish like a timeline. Um, I think that's what she's doing. I'm not sure. So, um, I had to ask my parents these questions and my sister. And so, um, I think my parents, (laughs) let me tell you, it is so fun to talk to your parents about like their sex lives. Have you ever done that? Yeah, it's it's interesting. And okay, now she didn't. <laughs> I'm probably, you know what? Let me just stop. I'm going to edit that out because that's nobody's business. Okay. Um, I had to ask my parents a lot of questions and um, about that because I didn't know the answer. And then so my third session, I reported back. I was so excited. I was like, sit back. Get some popcorn ready because I'm going to tell you all about my family novella. And um, Loki, I thought she was like, ooh, really? But then obviously she's a professional, okay? Um, But I may or may not have seen her eyes light up. Okay, so I told her. And then she was just kind of, I feel like at the end she's like, well, why are you telling me this? (laughs) I don't know. I felt like maybe it, it... and I even told her at the end of the session, I was like, oh, I feel like I just wasted the session. I don't know. I thought it maybe meant something. And she's like, you know what? It's fine. Uh, you know, this is part of treatment. And um, now here's a horrible, horrible analogy she gave me. But I will tell you this. She said that therapy is like sex and that it is messy and sloppy and it and you're building up to something, and then eventually you'll be like, oh, there it is. Ew. But then also, okay, I don't know. I guess I just needed to get out all that little family secret drama. And at the end of the session, this is why it's bad news. At the end of the session, she said, okay, so we're going to figure out, like, Um, your parents arguing style and see if maybe that correlates to why you've been fired three times. Oh my God. That is so embarrassing to say out loud. Yeah. In the last couple of years, I've been fired three times. That's a fact. Um, I need to go update my LinkedIn because I don't want y'all looking at it. And just because you're listening to it, I want you to... Okay, you know what's funny? I post my episodes on LinkedIn for people to listen to. This is so counterproductive. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, but you know what? Yellow. So, yeah. So that's the bad news. I I don't want to talk to my therapist tomorrow because this is a good thing and it's a bad thing. She's obviously good at what she does. And I do need someone to call me on my bullshit because I don't have anyone in my life to do that. Okay, I don't know if people don't want to hurt my feelings or they don't want me to turn into the devil and hate them. I don't know. But my friends don't tell me. No one's really, one person has told me. And she's more of like an acquaintance. 
slash work buddy. I've only had one person really tell me the truth. And so, and she didn't tell me what it was. She's just like, you're obviously the problem. Yes, you're the person who gets fired three times. So yeah, you are the problem. But I just didn't know what I was doing. And I've asked people, I've asked so many people, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And they're like, it's nothing. It's not you. It's them. (laughs) That's funny. So I can be accountable. I'm a big girl. I know I'm part of the problem. I have to be. Because I don't know anyone else who's been fired three times. And now I have work trauma. Like, I don't want to work again, at least for someone else. Or if I do, it's going to be like at Target or Sephora. I would love to work at Sephora. I would love to do that, actually. Um, But like as in a corporate career, because that has kind of been like, I've been in healthcare, nonprofit, and um, corporate cosmetics. Um, So I guess I've kind of had like, I guess professional career. Um, I can't do that anymore because I feel like I'm just going to be fired. So I guess I'd rather be fired from Target than like a fancy company. So this is basically happening in real time. Um, I'll make sure to keep y'all posted on this. Um, what, What should we call it? Should we call it hashtag breaking generational curses no trauma I don't know I'm not doing that um but I'll definitely keep you posted ultimately that my goal is to I know what my triggers are how to reframe it so if I do get triggered to be logical about it and say oh you know what this is happening again and we know what it is like call it something um, name it something and then just kind of look at it objectively um, because that doesn't happen with me <laughs> right now. I know that I do it. I know it needs to stop and I need to fix it. And so that's my goal. It's not easy. It's really hard. And I seriously thought, you know what, Jessica, let's quit. Like, let's not do this. <laughs> Um, we don't have to do this, but no, I need to. Like, I'm not perfect, and I need to learn how to be a better person, and that's what I'm doing, and, you know, I feel like my ego is telling me, like, you're such a good person. You always do the right thing, but maybe I don't, and um, I need to, you know, get right mentally, like, Anyways, that's my goal. So let's move on. Let's talk about something more lighthearted, um, but still kind of has to do with growing up. Let's talk about Encanto. I just love that movie. Who is obsessed with the soundtrack? I listen to it all the time. Um, It's my favorite. I just want to personally thank uh, Santo Lin-Manuel Miranda for making me um, a Disney princess. And no man came to save her, okay? I love it. I identify with all three sisters to, like, some extent. Um, 
but I would say I'm a mixture mainly between um, Maribel and Isabella. And I do have a, um, I have some Louisa in there too, just because I may, I say I do have a sister. I mean, I do. She's my half sister, but um, like I said, she's 15 years older than me. And then she lived with her mom and came with us every other weekend. So um, I'm a mom's only kid and I feel like I did basically grow up as an only child. So I do have some Louisa in there too. So, and it's just like, I think they did such a good job, like, um, talking about like what it's like to grow up Latino. And, um, um, I read an article, it came across, um, one of my Facebook groups about, um, it was on CNN and how like it gave each, it like broke down each character. So I'm going to briefly go over it. So, uh, Maribel is the healer trying to keep her whole family together. And, uh, Isabella is the perfectionist who feel like she can't fail. That like <laughs> really resonated with me for sure, for sure, for sure. And then, uh, Louisa is the person that has to carry the weight of the family. And um, Bruno is the, is the family secret. I've, <laughs> me and my husband laughed so hard at that. Because, like, I feel like every Latino family has a secret they don't want to talk about. And I'm not, I'm not on here to talk about my family secrets because they're not my secrets to tell. But uh, we, me and Jason both thought that was funny because we both – knew exactly what our family secrets were. And the um, abuela is the matriarch who passes down her trauma. That really resonated with me, especially like all the work I'm doing right now. So I feel seen. Thank you for that, Lynn. But I would definitely say that abuela is like both of my parents. Even though they're not doing it intentionally, like they're still doing it. But that's what it's like growing up in a Latino family. I'm wondering if this resonates with any of you guys. If it does, either way, let me know. I'm sure you don't have to be Latino. I'm sure it's universal. I mean, families are complicated. Am I right? Anyways, I would love to hear from you. Hey y'all, this episode is taking so long to edit, so I'm going to make it a two-part. Um, today is Thursday, I'm dropping part one today, and part two, hopefully by end of day Friday. Let me know what you think about this new format. Send me a DM on Instagram. Also, do you like the segments? Do you have any more topic ideas? I am open to renaming the segments I try to come up with off the cuff names off the top of my head but if you have a better idea of what we should call a segment let's tell me I'd love to hear from you um thank you for listening I really appreciate your patience as I'm trying to find my voice and figure out like what this podcast is exactly going to be so um thanks for being here with me I'll talk to y'all later bye y'all
Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Be on the lookout for new episodes every Wednesday. And I would love for you to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It means so much for new podcasters like me. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok. You can find me at XO Jessica Ramos on both platforms. I'm always rooting for you, friends, and I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. I'm Jessica Ramos, and this is Elevate Your Frequency.